0: Now it's time for this. News Talks Executive Chair. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, John Griffin. He's the co founder and CRO at Meter. John, you're very welcome to the programme.
1: Hey, Bobby, thanks very much for having me. Um, yeah, <laughs> a bucket list item, maybe.
0: Lovely lovely <laughs> to have you here, John. Um, let's go back to some of the the earlier days. Um, uh, you inherited a very strong work ethic from your hardworking engineer, father, Uh, tell us about your early life and uh, you're growing up in Kells County Meath, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's where I started, Kells County Meath, had a great time there and when I was young at about uh, 10, we moved to New York, Uh, not the city, the state. Um, I think that was quite impactful at that stage of your life. Uh, I remember my parents coming and telling us, I think we were about nine at the stage because it takes a long time to get a visa. Uh, And it was very, very exciting. Um, But, you know, interestingly, I think we were even more excited when about four or five years later, they told us we were moving back. Right. Um,
0: So four or five years in the States as a young lad, that stays with you. It does. It does. It
1: does. And, you know, over there you get uh, the opportunity to, as a young fella, do lots of jobs and things like that. So I remember working hard there, a couple of paper rounds at a time. Good man. Um, Yeah.
0: Um, you you came back. You went to my old alma mater, Castleknock College. We we we'll, uh, we won't dwell on that. We were both uh, uh, both pupils of the same school. But you studied engineering in Trinity. Um, were you always good with your hands? Interested in how things worked? Funnily enough, I, I wouldn't
1: say engineering these days is necessarily about being good at the hands. It was is mainly an academic exercise. It was being very good at maths. But I can't let your comment about the alma <laughs> mater go by um, because it's worth pointing out. Yeah, I went back from the States to Casanock and um, I had a very, very happy time there. And, and still the people that went there with me are big influences on my life.
0: Well... Uh- well, not to talk all day about Castlenock, but I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. There's a gang of about 10 people that I would consider my closest friends. Same here. And all of them were in Castlenock College with me. Same here, same here. Yeah, same here. so there you go. And to me, that's... An Just endo- the Kells lads, they've got to get a <laughs> mention too. But that's an endorsement <laughs> of a good school. I say that about my own kids. Yeah. You can judge it by the, by the circle of friends. 100%. Okay. So, uh, after Trinity, PwC, were you destined for a corporate life for a while? Well, I guess what turns out
1: I wasn't <laughs> destined for a corporate life, but I do recall being, you know, they, they, it was a great, great first job. Very, very smart people in there. It wasn't the accounting practice, it was the management consulting practice, which was really all about uh, computer systems at the time. And it was there that I met some very, very, very smart people that, that, yeah, they were inspirational.
0: Right. Tell me about the business that you worked for over a decade, Ioco. Uh,
1: Ioco was brilliant. Uh, yeah. So it was a small uh, systems integrator. What that means, um, effectively a building outfit in the in the, in the the world of computers. Um, and in there, we uh, worked on some great projects in the UK. We built most of the online TV platforms in the UK, like Skyplayer, which was then, it's called Sky Go now, Channel 4 On Demand, ITV Player, we worked in BBC iPlayer. So yeah, we we, we kind of pioneered that area and, and then the company expanded massively on the back of the UK and we did the same in the States with the likes of AT&T and Disney and then in Australia for, for Fox TV. We went all, okay. over, all around the world with that.
0: And essentially this was building the platforms that allow streaming yeah, and all Yeah, stuff it was, that way, that before had, it right. was way, way before Netflix. It was way
1: before Netflix. That company was uh, set up by two lads out of university, uh, uh, Dave Griffiths, Mark Christie, we yeah, really, really good guys. Had a massive uh, influence on, on on my career, I'd say.
0: And it was there you met the other Griffin in the partnership, Griffin Parry. Right. Uh, he and was
1: my customer at Sky. Yeah, is that yeah. right? Yeah. And you've
0: been you've been partners ever since. We've been partners ever since, and he's got the uh, short end of the stick there, I think. <laughs> and how are you different in terms of? You know, partnerships that work generally are made up of different people. That's an important thing, and uh,
1: you know, I would say we're incredibly complementary uh, as people. We 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 think of doing these startups as going into the studio and making a making an album. Um, you know, he's a much better uh, writer, and he puts all the messaging together. He, I'd say, he's the
0: lyricist of the band.
1: <laughs> right. Um, but that's the way we think about it
0: and what a good analogy uh, tell us then about uh, GameSparks um, which you set up with Griffin Parry uh, hugely successful uh, sold to Amazon for a nice sum some might say it might have been sold too early it was
1: sold way too early there, there's, there's no doubt about that but uh, no regrets because look we're here now at metre Um, but yeah GameSparks could have been something uh, it was a an exciting company it was based half in Dublin and half in the UK um, there was a third founder in that Gabriel Page uh, he'd kill me if he didn't get his, uh, get a mention uh, but, uh, but he didn't come on the journey this time um, and yeah look GameSparks was great it was interesting getting into the games business we'd no previous history there so <laughs> you kind of look back and go hmm um, maybe you're more advised to kind of stick with the things you know. But anyway, GameSparks worked out well.
0: So and uh, so so you what you say then uh, when we talk about meter, which is uh, your latest venture, you say what we do is not sexy, but it's exciting in the tech world.
1: <laughs> well, you know, software is changing completely. <laughs> Back in the '90s, everybody bought software on discs and installed it, and they paid a one-off license fee. And then, around about 2000, I'd say Salesforce would claim to pioneer it. It all moved on to the cloud, you know, accessed over the internet. And effectively, everybody bought it uh, by paying a subscription based on the amount of users. Right. But that no longer works uh, at all because effectively, oh, that's a couple of times I said that. Um, It no longer works because ultimately, most of the usage of software is now other software. And so you now have to start measuring that.
0: So, so, does that mean that we've seen a huge shift then in in the revenue model per se yes. so if you're if you're to move from subscription to pay as you go is it or is that is it effectively that?
1: yeah, I mean the easiest way for people to understand is like your mobile phone plan so right exactly like that, and you can prepay or you can be on a plan or or you can pay as you go just as you say okay, so these are very common models now in software and all kinds of software. But the infrastructure isn't set up to handle it, which is what creates the opening for a company like Meter.
0: But these, like, one's, a business's revenue model is fundamental to its success, to its survival. It's as important
1: as a product itself. Of course it is. And pricing is part of the product, and, and it's vastly underestimated. And, you know, Meter's mission is to quote a great Irish entrepreneur that gave me the words himself, Steve Collins. Um, is to weaponize pricing for for software companies, and to make it an important part of the product, and to give them the agility they require to be able to change pricing yeah. uh, as often as they need to.
0: Now you've raised north of thirty million uh, for this venture. Um, I think in you've done a couple of rounds. One for fourteen million dollars uh, was is the. Has The landscape has clearly changed from the first round uh, of funding to, to to the more recent one. Tell me yeah. a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, but we, we've had a, a very interesting journey, you know. Uh, Griff and I conceived this just before COVID hit. Yeah. And so we were like a COVID baby in terms of companies. Um, and then when we started fundraising, we were probably in the hottest market there's ever been in terms of being able to raise venture capital. And so there was a lot of options there, and at that time it was all about quality. Um, and so Kindred, uh, Union Square Ventures, Insight Partners uh, came in first, and the quality there is amazing, uh, and and that's a really important thing for the beginning of a company's life. Um, and then the market flipped completely. We went into you know a tech crash of sorts, not not nearly as bad as the. Uh, The dot-com bubble burst, but, you know, a bad one. And and the market kind of completely dried up. But thankfully, you know, with the area that the company's operating in, the quality of the investors that we have in already, um, the progress that the company has made so far, we managed to, yes, raise a successful Series A with Notion Capital, a very, very uh, highly respected UK-based venture firm.
0: So... uh it it all appears to be going well when we talk about the 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 recent i suppose tech scare it, as somebody who's inside tech and close to you know a lot of these your customers and clients what are you seeing what's your analysis of uh, of the tech industry as we speak today
1: uh, i would say you know the long term projections for tech are just completely healthy i mean our whole kind of world and lives are changing and technology is the uh, key driving force i mean it'll help us out of our climate crisis um and so i would say long term there's you know nothing uh, no issues it's very very healthy i'd say short term yeah one goes through corrections i think you know during covid everything got slightly overinflated and all we experienced was a correction but right now it's getting back to normal again
0: yeah okay and i suppose for those that were displaced, there is other opportunity, isn't there?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 huge. I mean, it must be very upsetting for them to go through that, um, and you feel a lot for them, but, y- you know, all of these companies like AWS and Salesforce and Facebook, they'll all be hiring again within no time.
0: Yeah, okay, that's very interesting. And uh, finally, I wanted to ask you about uh, your brothers, because it's easy to remember the family. Uh, <laughs> you're Matthew, Mark, Luke and John.
1: Yep. Uh, that is true. Good, my,
0: old family.
1: My, my, my three great brothers. By the way, I'm not the oldest. I need to correct something that was in. Yeah, I'm, I'm the second. Uh, Mark is the oldest, um, and I think actually he'd probably be more upset for me clarifying that than anything else.
0: And what's next for you, John, and and for meter?
1: You know, uh, we're at the beginning of a journey, not the end. And so there's an awful lot of work to do. Uh, We're enjoying it. We've got 60 great people on board in the company uh, right now. And I owe a great debt of gratitude to them for all the hard work. But Meter is going very well. And so we expect to make a big impact in software generally going forward. And that's our that's our mission. and okay. So it's just focusing on that, really.
0: Okay. Well, listen, it's a pleasure to talk to you today. Thanks for letting me into your world, a fascinating one, no doubt. Uh, John Griffin, co-founder and uh, CRO at Meter. Thanks so much for joining me a today.
1: Real pleasure talking to you, Bobby. Thank you very much. Top
0: man. Thank you.
1: Down to business with Bobby Kerr on News Talk.